my name is Scott Challoner, and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. Now, as regular listeners of our programme will know very well, part of our mission here at the Leaders' Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. And to this end, I'm delighted to welcome Dr. Daniel Moses, serial entrepreneur, podcast host, Amazon bestselling author, and award-winning property and business coach onto today's show. Uh, Daniel, welcome and uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Scott, for having me on the podcast. Really looking forward to it. Exciting to be sharing my journey on, on this episode. Yeah, very much so. And it's uh, going to be fantastic for me as well, hearing and uh, all about that journey. And uh, just before we kind of delve into the uh, the details of that just a little bit more, let's talk about your business, uh, Property Wealth Corporation. So you specialise in providing sort of investment opportunities, training and professional services to the property industry, don't you? But I guess that's kind of the succinct version of what it is that you do. Absolutely. And um, within the Property Wealth Corporation uh, itself, we have uh, five other companies within it. So we have a property management arm of the business that manages properties for other property investors. And uh, we basically rent out properties on the house of multiple occupation and we manage those properties. We also provide short-term lettings, which is people renting a holiday let on a nightly basis, which is probably known as Airbnbs or Bookie.com. So we manage that. We do that within the property wealth uh, management arm of the business, uh, which is property wealth estate. Then the other arm of the business is property wealth associate. The property wealth associate is where we help people get onto property hands off. So it's the hands of investing for busy professionals, people who are very busy, don't have time to find a property, manage a development project, and also get onto the property ladder dealing with the solicitors, the mortgage brokers, and the entire conversation project and obviously managing projects, which is if they're looking to do some light refurbishment, they don't know how to get the appropriate builder and managing that conversation, we deal with that as well. And then the other final aspect of the business is property wealth education, where we you know mentor and coach and deliver multiple seminars in helping just business professionals get the knowledge that they need to literally get onto the ladder or even just anyone, to be honest who is looking to understand how to use creative strategies to get onto the property ladder and build a property portfolio and build a legacy for their families. Absolutely amazing. It's a broad spectrum of things within property then, isn't it? And um, I particularly love that last point as well about sort of really kind of bringing the next generation on board, educating them, inspiring them in the uh, the field as well, because that is so, so important and something that we're certainly very passionate about. And we'll talk um, a little bit about that later, I'm sure. Um, yeah. before, we, um, before, we, before we go into that side of things... Um, was it quite clear sort of early on in your sort of life and your career that you'd sort of go into business for yourself? Did you always feel like sort of entrepreneurship was going to be the pathway for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say I, I've always been very entrepreneurial right from a very young age of 16. Uh, I wasn't born and bred in England. I was literally raised from Nigeria. You know, I went to primary school, secondary school, university. And in 2004, I wanted to immigrate to the UK and coming to the UK, I literally did not have the right papers to work. So that entrepreneurship spirit began with me. So where I used to buy cars, break them into spare parts, ship them over to Africa, buy clothes from Primark or you know any other outlet that was out there, ship them back to Nigeria. I kind of did that for a while. 
So entrepreneurship has always been inside of me. Uh, however, you know, um, I basically sold anything, you know, but in 2012, I literally got fed up of doing, you know, just trying to sell anything, basically hustling anything. And I, I, and I just kind of felt tired living in England as a country because that was what I was finding myself just doing too many different kind of things. Mm. And I relocated back to Nigeria to set up an oil and gas business. So for me, to be honest, all my life, I'm 42 years of old, you know, 42 years old now. And over the probably last 20 plus years, my life has been really, really entrepreneurial. You know, I've always been entrepreneur, entrepreneurial. So yeah, I think I'll park it for now. Maybe, you know, as we get to talk and I, you know, probably lead to other challenges I've been through in life as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And um, obviously with regards to the, uh, the property industry, what was it that kind of motivated you to kind of get into that side of things? Well, the, the property side of things came through after I had suffered a major, major challenge mm. in my previous business. As I mentioned before, I've been very entrepreneurial all my life. Well, in 2012, I got fed up of living in England, you know, and I relocated back to Nigeria to set up an oil and gas business in logistics. So meaning I would, you know, take the petroleum that is refined at the depot to the, to the, to the petrol station where it would then be sold to the end user. That business really began to really grow between 2012 to 15. However, I suffered a major challenge in, you know, in 2015 where I lost over 150,000 pounds because two of my trailers had gone into ashes because they had an accident and I lost that money and I lost the truck and I lost everything basically. I relocated back into the UK at this time around now because, you know, I felt like I'm trying to do everything. I'm trying to do businesses. Nothing seems to be working. So I, I relocated back to the UK in 2015. I haven't relocated once before to Nigeria. And at this point in time, I had given up completely of being an entrepreneur. I'd given up of trying to work for myself or, you know, generate income myself. And it was during this sort of period where I had given up and said, you know what, I'm just going to go back to the UK and just probably get a job and just be a normal person because entrepreneurship was not longer for me because I was sick and tired. I went through anxiety. I went through depression. And uh, when I returned back into the UK, because I've never really had a proper job before, I've never worked in the corporate industry, I could not be really employed. So the only thing I could do was to become a taxi driver. So I became first a delivery driver working at Yodel and Amazon. From that, I then went into becoming an Uber driver. So it was during those process where I was going through those mental breakdown challenges, you name it, just kind of looking back in my life and say, you know, I've been here before 2004, I came to this country. What have I really achieved for myself? That I got this massive revelation. I'm a Christian and I'm a God believer. Mm. You know, I remember what actually happened, you know, of me becoming what I am today. It didn't happen by chance. It happened because there was a force behind it and that force was godly and it was the God factor. I remember I was driving on the motorway from Stansted Airport and I was about to almost crash my car. And I, because I had fallen asleep, I was driving over 18 hours to maintain the kind of lifestyle I'd already built for myself. And it was in that sleep, I literally, I, I was going to crash. And I literally just woke up from that sleep and I drove into a petrol station to park the car to sleep. And it was in my sleep, I, I just basically got a revolution. I was dreaming. And, you know, I, I saw myself in, in a seminar where they were discussing property, mm. you know, investment and all of this. It's like I was watching a movie, but I was in my sleep. And from that, I woke up 
I was going to pick the next ride to pick up my next, you know, I, I woke up, was, you know, and I, I turned off my Uber app and I was going to pick up the next ride. But something in my mindset tells me to go to Facebook. And I literally opened up the Facebook app. And to lo and behold, it was an event inviting me to central London, you know, for a property networking event at 6 p.m. in the evening. And the, the networking event was 70 pounds. And this was my inception of how I literally got into property. So for me, I think sometimes in life, one of the lessons I learned is that it's quite important that we go through challenges as a business entrepreneur, as mm. somebody who's looking to do great things in business, in life sometimes. But sometimes if you actually have a true purpose of what you have to be on this earth, you know, it will always present itself back to you. So for me, having that dream and having that challenge at that particular point in time kind of led me into what I have become today, six years later. It's quite incredible how things can happen, isn't it? And how sort of your faith there really uh, sort of proved to be a catalyst for for the success when you were kind of at your lowest point, let's say. And um, it's, important, it's important as well that you, you talk about sort of the fact that maybe making mistakes and taking risks is all a part of entrepreneurship. And um, obviously you made a success of yourself, as you said, despite numerous setbacks. And uh, do you think, therefore, that we have to almost embrace mistakes better than we do and be willing to learn from them and use that to develop? Because I think a lot has shown us over the last couple of years, not at least the uh, the COVID pandemic, that every day is a school day and there's always something new to learn, isn't there? Absolutely. The thing is, I think we have gradually begun to live in a world where we think everything is perfect. You see, the perfection has become a disease in today's society because everyone wants to be either politically correct or otherwise, right? So for me, I just believe like, it is, it's the, 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 in order for us to become the greatest version of ourselves, we ought to not start remembering why are we here, why are we even existing in the first place? Because challenges and problems and, and all this negativity that sometimes happens to you as a being, it's not there to destroy you. They're there to make you. They're there to make you the greatest version of yourself. All right? In order for there to be a, 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 you know, a, you know, a, 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 a reset, you know, there has to be something that is not working for it to be, for there to be, for reset to take place. All right. Now we're currently going through a recession, right? Yeah. For this recession to happen, it means that there are so many things that's gone over the last 10 years to 12 years that needed to, to reset. Okay. And in life, sometimes problems that we go through as human beings comes so that you can reset your life. You can reset your direction, reset your destination. Think about Apple for a minute. If you use an Apple phone, every now and then there will be a pop-up from your phone, okay, that tells you to update your software, okay, to update your software. But sometimes as human beings, we don't understand that we need to reset the data inside of us. We need to reset us as a human being. So the problems that we do encounter in life are there to actually give you a reset. And I think it's very important for us as human beings to start embracing those resets when they come through. So for me, going through all these challenges I went through my life, like I said, I went through anxiety, I went through depression, I, we, I, I suffered three times divorce attempt with my wife. My life literally was upside down. So everything that I went through as an entrepreneur was there to reset me to the person I've become. Even right now, my life is not perfect. My business is not perfect. But the fact is that entrepreneurship is not an overnight success. It mm. is one brick at a time, one step at a time, and you will definitely get to your destination. 
Yeah, and that's very important. And I'm glad that you mentioned overnight success there because I think sometimes it's a bit of a trap for sort of certainly young up and coming entrepreneurs that they fall into, isn't it? They almost think that as soon as they get started, they're going to be making money. They're going to be able to give themselves a mega salary virtually overnight. And that simply isn't the reality, is it? Yes, absolutely. Like I said before, I said we, we're not living in a world where we think everything is so perfect. Everything is everything has got to be good. And, and you know, it's like, let's use the current situation with the government. Liz Truss came into power and she barely even sat down as a prime minister and the, the whole world led the whole, I mean, the whole of the country led the whole, you know, you know let loose on her. Mm-hmm. Then we have a Rishi Sunak who's coming now and we're already digging and digging and digging. Boris Johnson was there. We're digging and digging and digging. So we're almost not living in a world where everything had to be perfect. This, the hunger for perfection is leading us astray as far as I'm concerned. And that's the thing about entrepreneurship. A lot of people get into entrepreneurship thinking, oh, the moment I become an entrepreneur, I'm a millionaire. The moment I become an entrepreneur, my life is perfect. To me, if I'm being really honest, the day you make the decision to become entrepreneur is the day you actually have to work over 100 hours a week. It's not the day where you work 50 hours a week, especially when you're still building. And if you really go back and look at all the successful entrepreneurs who are out there, the likes of Elon Musk, how many times did he shoot the rocket into the sky before he had, you know, had success? How many times was PayPal going to be bankrupt before it became a successful business? And that, as long as we kind of start to understand this basic that when you start this journey as an entrepreneur, in fact, you have just opened up a can of worms to massive challenges that you will be tested. You will be challenges. And one of the reasons why I'm actually writing my second book is going to be called The Test mm. is because of this. Because I need to pass a message across to anyone who's aspiring to become an entrepreneur that you will be tested. And if you're not willing to be tested and strong enough, don't even think about becoming an entrepreneur. Because it takes mm. time to become successful. So if you were to maybe say um, a big piece of advice to any sort of young entrepreneur that was sort of sat next to you and they wanted like kind of, you know, a big sort of, let's say, tip to sort of start on the road to success, would that be probably the biggest thing that you tell them? Don't expect it to all come together overnight and be willing to be tested, essentially be ready for the challenges that lie ahead. Absolutely. You've got to be ready. Like if you're aspiring to become an entrepreneur today, no matter whether you're going to get yourself, I'm a coach myself. I'm a, business, I'm, a, I'm a coach and I'm a business mentor. I mentor people on how to get into property. If there's one thing that I tell my clients all the time, in as much as you will hear a lot of people say all this about, you know, the easiest, quickest way to achieving success is to get a mentor and to get a coach, all right, so your journey can be quicker. Yes, it can be quicker. So I'll give an example. I've been, my, I've been in my journey over the last six years, mm. right? And one of the things I always tell my clients is, you can achieve my results, all right, half the time it's taken me, six years, right? Some results I've gotten. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to automatically have everything at the third year, which is half of it, but it means that you will start to see some levels of doors opening. It doesn't mean it's your destination, but it means that there is a smooth part because they're going to help you avoid the mistake that they make, right? So it's quite important for people to understand that when you start this journey, especially when you study on your own, is harder. When you start it with a mentor or a coach, it's a little bit easier, but again, it's not guaranteed that you're not going to go through the hoops and, and, you know, you know, and, and the jumps. But having the right people in your life when you're getting started in your business as an entrepreneur will enable you to prepare. So when you go through those challenges, when you go through those problems, you know, oh, after all, my mentor or my coach told me about this. 
And because they told you about this, they just help you navigate out of it. So I think it's so important that people, when you're looking to do it, know that, yes, you will be challenged, you will be tested, but those challenges and those tests are not to break you, but they're to make you. Exactly right. And as you've outlined there as well, you don't necessarily have to confront those challenges alone. You can, it goes by the old adage, doesn't it? You can surround yourself with people who are better than you, can't you? And who have the experience and are people that you can look to for advice and network with and sort of talk to. And we saw a lot of that certainly over the last couple of years with the uh, the pandemic as well. I think it really reinforced the value of networking, even though we were sort of physically uh, quite far apart. And uh, you can, you can't understate just how important that is that, you know, you're not sort of in your own box and you don't have to sort of isolate yourself when you're trying to make a success. I mean, it's like one of the best things you can do is actually go and seek out that advice and that counsel from others. Absolutely. This is one of the reasons why within, within my corporation, within the many services that I provide, we have the Wealth and Business Networking event where we, every quarterly, we gather people who are interested in wealth creation and business and how to to grow and how to thrive in their business. And we run this event to kind of help people to understand, listen, it's so important for you to be in the room where there is people who are greater thinker than yourself. I used to believe in the word like-minded, but recently I had, a, I had a conversation with a billionaire and he says, no, you don't want to be in a room with like-minded. You want to be in a room of people who are greater minded than yourself. Mm. Because what it allows you to do is to pivotal you know, your current position to actually aspire more and be more, okay? So it's so important to mix with people who are on the same journey or above a journey, all right, or people who can challenge you, you know, to become the greatest vision of yourself. You're not trying to be anyone, but you're just trying to be the greatest vision, whether of yourself or someone in your family, someone, your mom, your dad, your uncles, your aunts, your relatives could be actually proud of and say, actually, for the level of success you've been able to achieve as an entrepreneur, you, you know, we're inspired by you. So your surrounding is so important. And one of the things that we continue to do during the lockdown was when there was all these things happening during the lockdown, we continued to, you know, to, to run our networking events online and it was absolutely free. And we used to have about 20, 30 people to come and just talk about business, talk about creativity. So for me, lockdown was good for me even though when I mean lockdown was good for me in a good way, because I don't, I don't like dwelling in, you know, the negative and stuff like that. Mm. Lockdown was good for me because I stayed at home to literally focus day in and day out. And when every other, you know, individuals were busy going through those mental challenges, I literally used it to focus on how can I improve myself? How can I become better at something? You know, and it's so important that you have that mentality as an entrepreneur because entrepreneurs are creators. You know, you've got to be able to create, you know, and by creation, and that's what puts the money in your bank account and also value. You've got to be a person of value. If I wasn't a person of value, I wouldn't be on this podcast, for example. Mm. All right. And it's so important that entrepreneurs understand the importance of developing yourself so greatly, being seen so mightily so that you know you can attract the right people to your business and you can give value to the right type of people who desire what you provide and it was really critical there as well that you mentioned um 
how sort of the lockdown period gave you that ability to kind of take a step back from things and focus. And I think that reflection, giving yourself that time, it's important mm. for sort of establishing a balance, isn't it? And, you know, when you're sort of burning out and you're struggling with, you know, the sort of the hectic day to day, you have got to take that step back, haven't you? And give yourself that period to reflect. And that's where the epiphanies come from, isn't it? And, you know, by giving yourself that time, you are sort of setting yourself up for further success. Yeah, absolutely. It's like recently, you know, I I, um, I I never, I mean, for a very long time, I've, ever since I've been building, you know, all the, you know, it, 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 ever since I've been building Property Wealth Corporation and, with, and all the subsidiaries within, you know, I remember at some point I used to sleep less, you know, probably sleep about four, four hours and in five hours. And recently, I started to sleep a bit more because I realized I get, you know, when I get at least my seven hours sleep or my eight hours sleep, this is just recently, I realized I started becoming more productive than I was previously when I was doing so much. But at some point in my life, I had to, I had to pay those sacrifices to the four hours sleep or the five hours sleep a night to achieve some great level of success that I have achieved. But now I don't need to be in the business. I need to be on the business. So which is, working on the business rather than being in the business. And the reason why I've been able to achieve that because I have a team now, I have a marketing director, I have an operations director, you know, I have, a, I, have an, I have an executive assistant and I have an administrator and I have all these different people that are working in, within the business. Now, when you are getting started in the business, until you get to that sort of level, it is hard as work. It is work, 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 work because you're wearing all the different hearts. Mm in growing that business. And trust me, and it, it, it's so difficult to wear all those hearts. And this is, these are all the things that challenges a lot of people. This is why they say statistics have proven to us that most businesses that get started fail within the very first 12 months. Yeah, and the percentage is quite high. Mm. Yeah, because it's difficult. A lot of people are not prepared for it. It's a transition process. You have to transition. You have to understand a lot could maybe not happen in your first year. And if you survive your first year, you have to learn to survive your second year. And your third year, you do not start gradually putting those two feet down because you've done the first two years. And the third year is a place that is very crucial for you to get into your fifth year. Because once you go through your fifth year, the chances of you're going to become, you know, you know, a business that is actually well structured is eminent. That is almost like becoming almost in, unstoppable. I'm not saying that you know, businesses don't fail at, at year five. We've seen other businesses been there for 20 years go under. But I'm just saying that on that come up, you've got to understand is first is your first 12 month milestone, then your 36 month milestone, then your 60 month milestone. As long as you understand going at a stage by stage process, because I had to learn this the hard way and learning this the hard way made me become more focused in my business make me more creative in my business, make me, you know, credible to give an advice to someone else because it is not instant gratification and helping people to actually delete that instant microwave mentality that in business, you've got to first of all, you know, start, grow, you know, scale and thrive. Exactly right. And obviously when you're entering the growing phase and, you know, you're starting to bring more people on board, are you finding that some 
entrepreneurs are actually struggling with the transition of delegating more responsibility. So maybe yeah. in that position of wearing all the hats, they find it hard to let go. And maybe that's one of the things that sort of holds them back. hundred percent. I swear down. <laughs> Good point you really made there. Mm. When I started, I remember when I first brought in my marketing director, I would not just, I would not just tell him to do stuff. I would look at him like, oh, you haven't done it well. You haven't, I, I always felt like I can do everything better. All right. Mm. And when we brought in an administrator, so from my marketing director, we brought in an administrator, an admin person into the business. And then before bringing in a salesperson into the business, because one of the key things that drives entrepreneurs backwards is the admin stuff, mm. you know, doing and doing and doing. And you find it so hard to delegate because you always feel like you're the best doing it. So, but at some point I started to kind of release myself from it. It was quite hard learning to delegate. But again, this is why, you know, it's so important when you have mentors or you have books that you can read or podcasts that you can listen to. The CEO, the, the diary of the CEO is a good one to listen to. And as well as the Wealth and Business podcast, we have invited, you know, in, interviewed a lot of other people. Our good podcast to listen to out there, you know, to kind of help people understand, like, to be honest, it's so important that you understand that when you are making that transition to delegate with people, Somehow you go and just say it and you let them make the decision, you know, and for that, it helped me gradually, you know, that I, I am not pulling out. So I'm not really involved in the running of the business at a 90% level is gradually dropping to around about, you know, 50% level. And ideally I wanted to get into 30% where I'm just basically the visionary rather than even on the business. I just go deliver my vision and I let people move it, which is what larger corporations do. Exactly it, because they've got people sort of pulling in the same direction with them and they can sort of impose that vision on, bring people on board and they're very, very good at that and they're very good at delegating that responsibility and that's incredibly, incredibly important, as you say there. And um, just a sort of note for anybody that might be listening into this um, who, you know, is thinking that, uh, you know, maybe sort of journeying in the uh, the property sphere maybe for you. Uh, do obviously go and look up uh, Dr. Daniel's business. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. And you've also penned a number of books, as we mentioned already, haven't you, uh, Daniel? And one of them is, uh, rent to rent made easy a bestseller on amazon and that's a good one to, for people to really start out with who are looking to get into the industry isn't it absolutely yes um the rent to rent made easy was my very very first book you know that i wrote after two three years of being in the property industry and basically shared my journey and how i got started in property now the beauty about the rent to rent made easy book was just showing people how you can literally get onto the property space without worrying about having so much money. Mm. But what it allows you to do is becoming a property manager where you are able to manage other people's property and you're basically generating a full-time job or full-time salary equivalent income for yourself. And it really did well. We've sold at least over 400 or 500 copies. And, you know, and it's been just amazing. So for anyone looking to get into it, you know, go and grab a copy of the book, you know, and to, 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 to get it started. Yeah, and obviously you've got your upcoming book, the uh, the test coming out, haven't you as well? And uh, given what you've talked about um, on the uh, the podcast today, that looks like it's going to be a fantastic read as well. So certainly I'm excited for uh, for the upcoming release of that. And um, obviously with the book coming out, um, I'd be interested just before we finish up, uh, Daniel, to learn a little bit more about some of your other future plans. So if we were to maybe look ahead to say a year from now as a uh, as a milestone in principle, what's next for you and what's next for your business? What are you really hoping to achieve? So I think I've probably talked about two things now. Number one is to talk about myself mm. as a as a CEO and as a visionary of the Property Wealth Corporation. Now, 
I think one of the things I'm really looking to do is to key into the leadership space. All right. I'm really looking to develop myself into sharing all my lessons learned, you know, uh, you know, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a CEO and as a, a visionary that has, you know, basically grew this business to the where we are now, uh, where we currently, you know, across our portfolio, we've grown the business within, you know, since 2000, uh, 2017 to 2022 now where we currently have a, a property portfolio of around about 7 million pounds. And all of this started basically from me having nothing, basically. Mm-hmm. I was an Uber driver. I lost about 150,000 pounds. I was dead broke. To not building a business, you know, that now employs other people and also building a business, you know, that is now obviously in the front face of the media and me sharing my journey. And so for me, within the next 12 months is to literally go into a school of knowledge, you know, as discovering myself as a leader and being able to share the lessons learned as a leader and let all the people who are aspiring to become leaders to learn from. That's number one right there. And number two of what we're looking to do in the business as well is to literally, you know, um, you know, again, perfect the foundation that we've built this year, 2022. 2022 for us has not been a year of maybe acquiring more properties or taking more many more properties on. It has been a year of literally looking back what we achieved within our year one, year two, year three, and year four. And then this year five within the business, what we literally done is basically fixing everything else that maybe we could have done wrong in year one and year two to year four. And I think we achieved so much in just basically fixing all those back ends mm. so that when we do go into our year six, it is a year where we are now beginning to attract even more investors to work in with us because all our back end has been completely fixed up and it's now, you know, just a business that wasn't built on the back of leverage or a business that becomes very well more investable, you know, by other, you know, uh, you know, maybe family offices, you know, angel investors and, and, and so on. And that's what we're looking to do. And again, go into building a larger property portfolio for ourselves and obviously delivering more values through our educational program, you know, to other aspiring professionals or, you know, individuals who are looking to basically get into the property space. So it's quite a busy 2020, 2023 for us. And we're really looking to bring all our lessons learned from the inception of the business five years ago to fruition in our year number six. And that's amazing what you've done this year because it goes back to that what we said about reflection and focus, doesn't it? You've kind of corrected some of the things that maybe weren't quite right from the first couple of years and now you're in a position to really use that as a springboard, really kick on next year and capitalise on the opportunities that are there, having self-reflected in that way. And it's amazing that you are looking to work with the next generation as well because I think sharing our knowledge and bringing that next generation of entrepreneurs in any industry through, I think it's so, so important. And it's going to be key in a difficult economic time to really unlocking the uh, the entrepreneurial potential of the uh, the UK and uh, I think certainly as we see how things are sort of starting to take shape over the next year um, I'd love the opportunity Daniel to catch up and maybe have you back on the show and just see how it's all coming together for you and sort of what challenges um, have uh, you faced um, in the time between our discussions definitely definitely I'll be looking forward to be here again just to kind of we'll probably talk about what we did end up achieving in 2020 uh, 2023 this time because that would have given us a whole one year to actually showcase what we've done. Mm. So definitely, yes, 100%. I'll be looking forward to, to kind of, you know, coming back to just, you know, share as an update for 
other aspiring entrepreneurs to pick up what we learned and what we implemented in our business and so on and so forth. And just, I just thought I quickly put this very quickly, just as yeah. we come towards the end of this podcast. I think it's so important for aspiring entrepreneurs to learn one simple thing. When you're on this journey of come up, learn to chase one rabbit and not many. Because if you chase one rabbit, you're guaranteed to catch that rabbit rather than when you chase too many rabbits. So when, the reason why I'm saying this, when we started our business, we focused on the management business for the very first two years without really diversifying that much, which allows us to create enough cash flow before we started acquiring assets and do so many other things within the property space. So a lot of entrepreneurs get started and they try to do too many things. For example, you know, you're doing crypto, you're doing property and you have a clearing company and you have a, you know, you're developing an app for the next solution company. You're doing too many things. And it's so important not to be that person, but to chase one thing first to success and then build on top of that. So I just thought I quickly put that there and I hope uh, you guys found this conversation quite valuable. Yeah, food for thought for anybody that might be tuning into this that may have their own big idea. And, you know, if we have if, if what we have discussed on today's show does particularly resonate with you and you would like to leave a comment with us or ask us a question, then do feel free to do so. You can do that via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash contact hyphen us and anything, of course, directed to uh, to Daniel will forward directly on to him. And uh, with regards to um, the, uh, the podcast itself, if you are um, an established business leader or an up and coming entrepreneur and you do want to bring your own perspective on this or any other issue directly to the discussion table perhaps talk about your own journey you can apply to be on the program yourself and that would be via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply and you can be involved in an interview just like this one um for now i do hope that everybody listening in has enjoyed hearing from myself your host scott challoner and our guest today serial entrepreneur dr daniel moses and daniel thanks ever so much again for taking the time to join us on the show and uh, do take care i'm sure we'll certainly catch up on the program again soon thank you so much for having me It's been fantastic. And to all of our listeners, do also take care. And until we'll be back next time with a whole new perspective on leadership, goodbye and look after yourselves.